Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. You're listening to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. This is part two of our interview with Linda Crisp. So, so pretty much at this point, what we have is we have a, a lot of time spent trying to entrap some local people into baiting bears and killing bears and presumably some of them cutting out the gallbladders and selling the gallbladders, uh, which is illegal. However, was your son licensed to shoot a bear? Had hunting license. He had legal, yeah, and they hunted during legal bear season with legal license. So, how could the shooting of the bear be considered illegal? He was allowed one bear a year. He was licensed to do it, and he did it. How is that illegal? I don't. It's just the way they went about charging him. Uh, well, they charged him for being on killing the bear on Forest Service land. I guess I'm not. You know the. They did so many things illegal, trying to trap these men and trap these men, uh, blaming their crimes on everyone else. And another incident in during two early, I guess it's early 2012. Chad Arnold wanted my son to take him on a camping trip to the into the park, and which he did. It's an overnight trip. Well, during that trip. Chad Arnold dug ginseng, and you know you're not supposed to dig it on the park. And so he he brought he dug I'm not sure how much he dug, but he dug several roots of ginseng, and he put them in a ziploc bag, and he carried it back with him. And Chad did not take my son did not take any ginseng from the park, but my son was charged with digging the ginseng and, ca- and carrying the ginseng from the park, and uh, the. On October the 9th, when we had one of the hearings in uh, under Judge Judge uh, Master Judge Dennis Howe, Arnold was on the stand, and he swore that my son took 20 roots of ginseng, put them in a skull can, and carried them out with him. Now, you cannot put 20 roots of anything in a skull can. If you can, they, ha- they would have to be very, very small. And... Uh, so several, day, several days later, Arnold came to Chad's house, and he took the ginseng, although he swore under oath on October the 9th that he went, he took it, the ginseng back into the park and replanted it. But he took it he took it to Chad's, my son's house, and he spread it out on the back of his truck, and he said, 
um, when I sell this, I'll give you half the money. And Chad said, I don't want the ginseng, and I don't want any of the money. But, again, Chad was charged with uh, taking this ginseng. But this, this charge is later dropped because our lawyer, Rusty McLean, challenged the jurisdiction issue on where, uh, you know, where it was dug. And the, uh, so that was dropped. Uh, he didn't have to worry with that one. So you were at the point where the charges have been made. Uh, against your son, your your husband, I gather as well, uh, and several other people were also charged with a variety of things. How how did the legal actions turn out? What happened to some of the people that were charged? Well, I'll, you know, state charges were dropped on everyone, and in two thousand, I want to say thirteen or well. Well, June, okay, the, the arrests were made February the 19th, 2013. In June 2013, all state charges were dropped. But there were seven men or so that had to face federal charges. The, the feds picked it up. And um, so my husband and these other men had to turn themselves in at the Forest Service in Asheville. When they got over there, they put shackles on them. Uh, they marched, put them in black SUVs, and took them over to the federal court, made them walk in with ch- chains on them. And then they had to go into a jail cell and stay there until they had to go before uh, Judge Dennis, a magistrate judge, Dennis Howe. And, you know, then they were told what crimes they had committed, and they had to make bond and wait for these trials to come up. So that was in 2013, and when did, yes. the, when did the trials actually occur? Um, okay, my son had his first trial in September, September 24th, 2014. It was a jury trial. The men were promised three jury trials. Okay, the first jury trial was for the men in uh, northern Georgia. They won that trial, except out of the trial came uh, like a a misdemeanor charge that they had to have uh, Judge Reisner rule on. And he ruled on one of those June the 4th for uh, Jerry Parker in northern Georgia. And the outcome of that was that Jerry got 30 days in jail, for the bear that Arnold killed and took into Franklin. And Jerry also is under house arrest for, I think, nine months. Mr. Stansel hasn't heard his misdemeanor yet before Judge Roger. Okay, my son's case was heard September 24th, and his this case had to do with uh, hunting, hunting under the influence. Okay, it went to court, it went to trial, and our lawyers put the undercover agents up on the stand. And they were asked, did you, did Chad give you any illegal substance to take? They said no. Did you see him take anything? No. Did you ever drug test him? No. They were just lies. They wanted to get Chad convicted on some kind of gun charge, and it was my understanding those charges could have carried five years each in prison. The 
DA, the, US, the assistant U.S. attorney Richard Edwards, after that trial, he told Chad's lawyer that he was hoping he would get convicted of a felony because he liked to hunt so much. And after that trial, Richard Edwards had lost two cases over there before the jury. He was not going to chance a third loss. So he, rather than let the men have the third jury trial, November 3rd, he dropped everything to magistrate court. So when you go in magistrate court, you are going to get time because the magistrate judge, he is the judge and jury. And that's what happened. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum will return right after this break. So you were not allowed, they were not allowed to have jury trials. For no, the, for uh, the Brian Southern, the U.S. Forest Service agent from Franklin, the, when Chad won his trial, he told Chad's lawyer, he said, well, if we can't give, get them time in the big court, we'll see they get time in the little court. And he's, uh, that's another, it took me a long time to figure out who initiated this bear sting. When it first happened, we, you know, we were in such a state of shock that we didn't know what to do. And then after about 10 months of being quiet about it, uh, I started, you know, reading some articles about the came, one especially came out of Charlotte, or Raleigh rather, on October the 8th, 2013, when that talked about the NC Wildlife Federation had named Sergeant Chad Arnold with the NC Wildlife Resources Commission Special Investigation Unit as Wildlife Enforcement Officer of the Year. And for his part in helping to, uh, you know, in this bear sting and infiltrating these poaching circles, when I saw the word poaching circles, you know, my husband and son are not poachers. And... So when Chad went to trial in September, um, the undercover agents, well, not the undercover agents, but Brian Southers and Tom Chisdock, who's with U.S. Fish and Wildlife, both swore on the stand that they didn't know these men, they'd never seen these men, they'd never hunted with these men. As far as these knew, they knew these men had not committed any crimes, but yet they were calling them poachers. And so... Whenever um, the trials were were going on, Brian Southern always sat up there with Richard Edwards, and Tom Chisdock also sat up there with him or behind him. And it wasn't until February 2015 that I, when our things were returned and all of our things they took and kept for two years came back totally destroyed, that the man who brought them back, he worked for the U.S. Forest Service, uh, Rick Franklin, he said this bear sting was uh, the creation of Brian Southard and Tom Chisdock. And uh, then I was finally able to connect a name to it, you know, who, who started this. And Rick DeVore was supposed to be in charge of evidence keeping, but everything that they took from us came back totally destroyed. What did they, they take? took things from me. And what, my husband. What did they take from you? Um, for my husband and son, they took these mounted uh, deer heads and hog heads, 
and the the all of them were from ten to thirty years old. It had nothing to do with this bear sting. When they came back, and my husband put these on display over there at the congressional hearing on June the nineteenth, when you you know walking into the courthouse, you could see them all on the table there. They actually they had had taken the uh, uh, on some of the antlers. They were all they were loose, and the hogheads had dirt packed in their nose, noses and mouths, and they had actually uh, sawed off the tips of the antlers on one of my son's prized trophy heads. I think he may have been the one he killed in Pennsylvania at one time. Everything totally destroyed. They took my laptop when they came in on February the 19th, 2013. I was here by myself, and I I heard a knock on the door, and I looked... (laughs) And I thought first I'd lock my husband out, and I opened the door. Eight men, eight armed, invested men were standing on my porch pointing guns at me. I said, who are you and what do you want? And they said, we will tell you when we get through searching your house. And I said, why are you going to search my house? Tell me what you're looking for. And I I said, do I need to go call my lawyer? Well, we can't advise you. So I turned around and picked the phone up and made me sit down. I had to sit in a chair for three or four hours with three armed guards around me while they, the rest of those five, those other five men completely destroyed my house. It's like something you see on a movie where they go in, they throw things in the floor, they throw, you know, take open drawers and empty them out, they bang on the walls, papers are thrown everywhere, a total mess. They took my laptop. I, it was, you know, practically new. And when it came back, the top was off. It peeled off. It was destroyed. Water damage. They took my cell phone, my um, my camera, and they didn't have a warrant for me. Uh, I'm not a bear hunter, <laughs> but they took all my things, and everything they took came back totally destroyed. They took our boats titles for our boats, for our boat dock. They took our skid loader. Uh, extra hours were on that skid loader. Our boat came back with a hole in it. Uh, they took titles for other boats that they couldn't carry off. And we couldn't use that equipment for two years. They took our livelihood. They tried to take our livelihood. And as a, for about two and a half years, we didn't have our equipment to run our business with. We suffered financially over this. So finally, after long, for all of this, I know that Congressman Mark Meadows got involved. Yes. And I know that he had a, a hearing or some kind of a, a discussion or investigation in Waynesville several months ago, or very actually re- more recently than that. What was the upshot of all of that? Uh, okay, December the 8th, we had a hearing... Uh before the NC House Select Committee, and Tom Tillis organized that group, and it was chaired by Roger, or co-chaired, I guess, by Roger West. And the purpose of that meeting was, basically, they were talking about entrapment. And so several of us were able to speak that day, um, our lawyers, and some I spoke, and uh, some more of the people that had been affected by this. And Roger West wanted a list of all the things they had taken from all all these men. No one had gotten anything back, and they'd had it almost two years. 
And so we got our things back, although they were destroyed. Now there are two men who still are waiting. Uh, one has Mitchell Jenkins has not gotten his truck back and his guns, and then a Robbie Bumgarner, they have not given his guns back. And uh, But I guess because of that hearing, uh, it led to all of our equipment and things being returned. And then when, when they gave my son, um, that's something else I want to talk about. In October, my son took the plea deal, and he was basically, well, he was given an option. He could have not taken the plea deal, and Magistrate Judge Dennis Howe would have given him time on everything that he that had been um, listed uh, against him, maybe 30-some charges from throw, from things like throwing a water bottle down to, uh, I don't know, numerous things. And so he and his lawyer felt like it's probably best that, you know, you take this plea deal, you might just have to pay a fine. And uh, so Chad pleaded to his hunting license had expired, I think, for one day. All right, he was out hunting, and uh, he said they pulled out their hunting license, and he said he pulled out his, and he said, oh, no, he said... Mine, mine, mine has been dead today. I'm going to have to go get them renewed, which he did as soon as he could get to the where he got them renewed within the day or so. Well, Judge Howe gave him five months in prison for his hunting license being expired today. And then Chad pled to uh, a charge hunting at night. And how that came about, the undercover agent, Arlen Webb, again, they'd been calling and calling. He said on that particular evening, he didn't want to go. And they kept calling, and they showed up. And they said, come on, Chad, let's ride around so we might see a deer or a hog or a bear tonight. And Chad didn't have a gun, but he went with them. And they said, well, if we see a deer or a hog or a bear, we might kill it. Well, they got out. They were out riding around, and um, Chad's friend, and his name's also Chad Birchfield, he saw him. And he got in the vehicle with him and came on home. But they charged my son with attempting to take a hog, a bear, a deer with artificial light at the same time on the same night. At the, uh, and that's how that 15 months came about. And our lawyer said that Judge Howe stacked those charges again on him. His crime was hunting at night. It was not all those different animals he was charged with killing. But um, we've got all that on the going to the Fourth Circuit, and hopefully, uh, you know, some good something good will come out of that. So, what is Mark uh, Congressman Mark Meadows doing for you? Oh, okay, Mark. Whenever uh, back in uh, October, when all this happened, I called him, and I said, "We don't know what to do." At the weird point, we do not know what to do. And at first, he said, "Well," he said, "I don't." He said, I don't know what to do yet. And then he called me back in a day or so, and he said, I have moved Chad's case up before the oversight committee. He said, we're looking at it. And uh, then he called and told me that uh, that he was going to organize two hearings, one for, um, like the one we had June the 19th. And then he said that he was thinking of organizing a second meeting in D.C. where he would uh, have our lawyers Richard Edwards, who tried these cases, uh, the U.S. attorney, uh, who was Ann Tompkins at the time, 
and the emails of Edwards and Howe uh, bring, you know, get have that brought before the Oversight Committee in D.C. And that still is a possibility. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man, I get joy in everything. Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. Thank <laughs> you.